ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of That's Entertaining. This week we'll be discussing The Bourne Ultimatum, the third of the Matt Damon Bourne films featuring Jason Bourne. Let's get right into it. Alex, The Bourne Ultimatum, the third of the series, how did this how did this one feel for you? Uh, I think you and I are in the, in the same agreement where Bourne Identity was good. Really well done with the second one. He came into his own. How do you think the third one delivered? Was it better or the same or worse than the second? I, I, For me personally, it was exactly what I expected. Exactly I, what you expected. Exactly okay. what I expected. I think this one continued the trend to be better than its predecessor. And I, you know, I, like I said, I like movies especially trilogies where the story comes, you know, full circle, and I get a lot of the answers that I wanted. And uh, I just think, again, I can't say enough about the way that it was filmed, specifically like how they did the timeline interceding with the second movie. Um, It's just all the way around, and we'll talk about all the way around. It was just my favorite of the series so far. Technically, so half of this movie took place before the very last scene of the last movie. Right. Yeah, and and I I didn't remember this part. I didn't remember the timeline being stretched out like that, um, but when I started watching the movie and they said that Bourne's last spotting was six weeks ago, I kind of got a, well, that timeline doesn't quite add up mm-hmm. from from where the movie started. But if you look, you know, when you later find out, because you see the exact same scene, right? Um, they just showed you part of it in the second, then then it just makes perfect sense and it's like, oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't know. What did you think? Because you were the one that was saying that you liked Bourne Supremacy better than... Re- you remembered it being your favorite of the Bourne movies. Right. So there, does that still stand? I believe so. There's a lot of things that I really enjoyed about this film, and I thought it was well done. The The thing that I don't like about this film, quite honestly, is Julia Stiles. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of feel like you did with, with Marie in the first movie... I think that's how I feel with Julia Stiles in this movie because it feels like they're trying to shoehorn her in to be a love interest for him before he lost his memory, but they never really pay that off, right? But then there's that that I don't like that scene where she colors her hair mm-hmm. and it's just a rehash of that first movie. Yeah, very I don't reminiscent like that. of Murray. Yeah, I I guess I'm not as bothered by it because they don't spend a good portion of the movie making a deal about it. No, they they don't, and that's good. If they would have, I think if they would have fleshed out who she was, I might feel different. Mm-hmm. But they kind of just left it hanging, right? We'll probably maybe we'll revisit this when they do the next Jason Bourne movie. Yeah, because she is slated to be in that, so maybe they'll build on that. Maybe they've been living together for a while since yeah. he, you know, told her to get on the bus and go away. Well, and she, you know, we see her at the end that she finds out that. I mean, she doesn't know for sure, but she knows without knowing that he's still alive. And can I just say, she does not look good as a brunette, in my no, opinion. No, no. Definitely blonde. It just does go. not work. Yeah. I I felt, I mean, it, it makes sense to be someone on the run to completely change your hair. Mm-hmm. But man, I, I <laughs> but she does look like Marie, honestly, in yes. that scene. And the, the scene, I mean, reminded me without... You know, Jason actually doing the cutting of the hair himself, the creepily like the creep stare. You know, when mm-hmm. he looks at her, yeah, that's all there. Mm-hmm. Still um, got it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I didn't really care for that. I guess I'm just not as bothered by it because it wasn't a, a focal point of the movie. 
And another thing that I feel like the Born Supremacy still did better was the car chase. Because there was a car chase in this one. Mm -hmm. There's been a car chase in all of them, right? Uh, The car chase in Supremacy still stands up as one of the best, if not the best, Mm -hmm. in my cinematic viewing experience, car chases. Yeah. They kind of tried to redo it a little bit with this one with mm-hmm. the you know the the police car chase that he was in the car right it just wasn't as impactful wasn't as good well, not, but it was still if you've okay. already seen it once yeah. right if you would have seen that before supremacy then yeah then it would have been a great step up to what right. we get at supremacy but it's just a lot better done i think in supremacy and i believe the directors probably are different because uh, there's a different director each film i think and so that's a testament to the direction right yeah and I, I think he's going under the philosophy, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Because both of these car chases were great. Right, they were great. And, I mean, they they both had their moments where it's like, oh, my gosh. It's like, ow. It's like, mm-hmm. ugh. It's, you know. So I, I enjoyed both of them, but I understand where you're coming from, definitely. Yeah. And we talked about a lot last time about what the themes were of these movies, right? The first one, he is literally finding out who he is. The second one, he is coming to terms with what he's done and being human. This one, he's... He wants revenge for what was done to him, but we find out that it wasn't really done to him. He would have volunteered for it. Mm-hmm. So, well, in a way, I mean, he volunteered for the program, but right. he he couldn't go through with it until it, they broke him. Until much. they broke him, right. right? So, I mean, he did he did have that part of his humanity mm-hmm. still intact. It wasn't like he was, you know, for whatever reason, he just became soulless and said, "I." will give my life to this program. I mean, he, and they keep showing the flashback where he just says, I can't. I can't. And and they break him. Right. So, I mean, kind of a sad story. But uh, I, I really like the uh, the couple new characters that they introduced. Um, I forget their names. Noah Vosen and um, what's the other guy? The, um, the head guy, the Dr. Hirsch or something like that. The older guy. The CIA director. Is that the CIA director? Dr. I think Hirsch? so. Okay. I thought it was just. The, oh no, uh, the the actual guy that was breaking him. Yeah, the the what? Yeah, oh, the older yeah. doctor. Yeah. yeah, he was he was pretty cool. I mean, he was yeah. an old guy, but pretty much you know that he is a force to be reckoned with oh, on his yeah. own because they call him like you, you got to get out of there. He's like, no, I think I'll stay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, I don't know if I agree necessarily with having to introduce a new character. Um, I would have preferred maybe if they had just kept Abbott through all three films, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It would have been more of an impactful uh, build-up at the very end rather than, you know, you have the guy that trained him, he's dead, and then you have somebody else, and then you have, the you know, Abbott, and then, you know, he killed himself, so then you have this other guy. It's, it's a lot of guys behind guys. Mm-hmm. It would have been more emotionally impactful if they had just had the same guy that he'd been looking for for a while, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he finally got him... Um, but it was very impactful seeing him go into that building. I mean, can I just say how great Pamela Landy's character is? Right. It, and, and Joan really Allen good. just plays her just flawlessly. Mm-hmm. Like you said, she's got complete control of the room. And in this case, she's kind of outranked, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas in the last movie, she had complete control. She's kind of outranked here. Right. But she still does the right thing all the way around, even if it means, you know, taking her own company down mm-hmm. in a way. Because she didn't sign up for what they did to him no. or, you know, what she knows of that program. Right. She's just trying to do her job in the the most honest and true way that she can, that and she we, knows how. Yeah, and we see that dossier then of what he, I don't know if it was just his missions or if it was Treadstone in general, all the missions that they've done, how many of them were U.S. citizens. Yeah. You know. That's what I think she 
kind of flipped right there when she saw that there were U.S. citizens involved. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. international targets that may create political peace are one thing, but when it's your own people, right? you know, and she kind of sees how Noah is, you know, kind of a loose cannon throughout the movie. He's and just like... Except when he's ordering breakfast. He, he's got the heart-healthy egg, egg white omelet with, does, with peppers. Does Every time, I don't know why, the way that he acts in that scene and orders his omelet, I'm just like, he's like such a, a jerk about what? ordering his omelet. I don't know why. He just comes across as like this this posh superior man. Well, heart healthy omelet with egg whites. Doesn't it imply that it's egg whites well, already with heart healthy omelet? Well, when you're the CIA director, <laughs> you can order your food however you want. I guess. But I, I actually, I mean, even though, I mean, I really like his character. And I really like the actor that played he, him. Well done character. Yeah, definitely. Well developed. And you really know that he is. Because he has the files and everything, he he is the one that's kind of heading up this whole thing that has the clandestine information that Pam doesn't have, that Pam doesn't know, mm-hmm. but that the CIA director obviously does. Well, now he's heading it up since Abbott committed suicide, because it was Abbott's... Right, because now it's the Blackbriar uh, project. I mean, you'd think after the second, when the second, uh, the Born Supremacy, when they had someone in the in Abbott's position... His rank. You'd think they'd be looking more closely at the person that took over all of his stuff, right? I mean, it it can't be just as simple as, okay, instead of calling this Treadstone, we're going to call this Blackbriar now, right. and no one's going to know. <laughs> well, because, you know, at the end of the first movie, he mentions, you know, Treadstone that's been closed down and everything. And let's talk about Project Blackbriar. They, that's the very first movie that he says that at the very end, right? Right. So it's just kind of funny, and I'm glad that they they tied that into it that they didn't just do some completely different program that we haven't heard of before. Right. I wonder if... So in the next movie, in Born Legacy... There's an even higher-ranking government official. I wonder if that's <laughs> it. But if this, if his is Project Blackbriar, mm-hmm. maybe if that that's why things happen that are different. I wonder... I, I can't honestly remember the Born Legacy very much. No, I, I, I don't remember it too much as well. I mean, I remember some of the action scenes just because of Jeremy Renner, but I could be thinking of the Avengers, too, so I don't know. <laughs> Did he have a bow and arrow in these action scenes? <sighs> I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was a gun. <laughs> so what do you think of what they accomplished then with the Bourne Ultimatum? Did Was it a satisfying conclusion to a trilogy of films that as we... I mean, we didn't get a, a movie for, for Jason Bourne's character until this year, later this year, we'll get a movie, but... Do you think it was a satisfying conclusion? I do. I do. And quite honestly, I'm not sure where they're going to go with this new one coming in. Because it can go anywhere. They could have ended it. Yeah. Like, you, you can get definitely tell that they could have had it end, in a way. Just like the first movie, end. Yeah. You know, and be satisfied with it. Right. Even the second movie, you could end and be satisfied with it. Right. I mean, this one, you're you're definitely satisfied with it. Right. right? Because, I mean, the, it's still in the first and the second one, you don't quite have all the answers as far as who he was and, you know, how he became Jason Bourne or, mm-hmm. you know, how this all came about. At least now you kind of have that answer. Right. And I le- they definitely left an open interpretation to him getting away, presumed dead. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody that was involved presumably is, is taken down and the operation shut down. So it's a very satisfying ending. What I hope they don't do is open up a whole new can of worms in this new movie and just let it be. 
you know, and then Matt Damon's like, oh, I don't want to do another Born movie. That right. that would be awful. And if you're going to do that, I say don't even do this new movie and just leave it as is. So from what we know at the end of the Born Ultimatum, all the questions have been answered. He has the answer to his questions of where he came from. Mm-hmm. He has the answers to his questions of, you know, who he's actually killed. Because yep. he's, he's seen his file now. He knows who he was. He knows why he became what he is, who did it to him, mm-hmm. and that he volunteered for the program, but he didn't really know he was volunteering for, and then that he was broken into being this programmed CIA assassin. Right. Right. And I love the line that he says to the other assassin at the end of this movie. Yes. That the in the very first movie, the first assassin that he took down that was played by Clive Owen love says it. to him. I love it. He's like, look what they make you give up, because... He is Clive Owen just a lot later, mm-hmm. and he's relaying the same information to him. So that was really powerful, too. I love that. Um, so, I mean... That's just good storytelling. It is. And, there's a, and I mean, obviously they got a lot more to expand on, I guess. Maybe just not with Jason Bourne's character. You know what I mean? His character is seen... It's, it's, it's come full circle. We've seen from the beginning, finds his humanity again, like you said, and goes and gets his revenge. And now he's free. Now he's free to be David Webb again. Um, so I kind of like that they went with Jeremy Renner and, and, you know, told a different aspect of it because this project has been going on for God knows how long. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying, there's always an even badder guy behind the big bad that we see, mm-hmm. or at least there was at some point. Yeah. What do you so. think of the way he, he hacked in or broke in and got into Noah Vosen's, oh, his oh, office? They had to have a classic born moment like that uh-huh. just like they did in the second one where he said you know you look tired which technically takes place in the timeline of the third movie i think so in that that born moment in the second movie is probably more or less when he's like well she's standing right next to you oh yeah that. you're right yep okay so there's two moments in here it's one where he says hey you look tired mm-hmm. pam you look tired and but this one was just i mean that's, that's as ballsy as you can get right I mean, he's in the the dude's office how did he get in the office i know and he's so casual about it too where he's like where are you I'm sitting in my office. I, I doubt that. <laughs> I love his acting in this face. He's looking around. I don't think so. Why do you say that? Because if you were, we'd have this conversation face to face. Click. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, crap, the zoo's in my office. Uh-huh. It's it's just great. It's perfect. I, I love it. Like, How can somebody get into your office, though? Like, it didn't show him getting into his office. I would have loved to see that little Yeah, sequence. and then somehow he was able to lock out access for everyone else. When, you know, the guy, when he said, get into my office right now, the guy couldn't use his access card to get mm-hmm. in. He had to shoot the glass down mm-hmm. and get in there. So, only Jason Bourne. Or maybe Pamela Landy helped him out and we just, you know, yeah. didn't see it. I don't know. It's It was really, I, I just, I love the fact that, you know, he sends Pam out there. He obviously knows that they're listening. Yeah. And then they're all out in the middle of nowhere. Like, everybody, why would he even go? Like, why is Noah going on that mission anyway? Yeah. To, to get him. A little illogical. That, yeah. Yeah, he's like... Yeah. But everybody's gone. The Maybe the office is empty, and he's like, everybody go. You know, this is as close as we're going to get everybody out. Even the, the, the secretary goes. <laughs> Who knows? But then he gets into the office, and just the, the phone call, and then Noah Vos, and he just re- knows to record it right off the bat. Yeah. And it's just really good. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, he's always a step ahead. Mm-hmm. And you don't see too many, like... I don't know, you don't see too many movies like this anymore where they're just methodically a step ahead. Mm-hmm. They have these sassy lines and just classic, you know, born moment type scenes. Mm-hmm. It's just perfect. 
And the other assassin that you're talking about, the one that he didn't take the shot because, you know, at the at the end of that car chase, he's like, well, why didn't you take the shot when he's confronting him at the end? Because mm-hmm. he just looked at him and walked away. I... The the acting that that guy does without saying anything, but just with his face and the way he, like, puts his gun down and everything. Yeah. Just, I love that. Who, who is that guy? Um, his name is Paz, played by Edgar Ramirez. Okay. Well, I like Edgar Ramirez. He's a good guy. Yeah. I would, I would cast him again. He's, I mean, yeah. I would have done the next movie about him. Yeah, that would have been nice. That would have been cool, right? That would have like, been. Maybe a little clicks. Jason Bourne cameo at the end. Yeah, something clicks at this one, and he's just, like broken kind of starting the same kind of path that jason goes down Mm -hmm. wouldn't that have been pretty cool to see that kind of hand of a torch bad guy literally bad guy in this movie Mm -hmm. jason Bourne flips a switch in his head just like clive owen did for him except maybe in this character's case he tries to you know play nice for a while to try to save not only himself but everybody else Mm -hmm. that's a part of this you know black buyer program right Something like that. I would have been okay with that. I also thought it was kind of cheesy slash funny slash whatever that Noah Vosen was the guy that was on the roof taking the shot. Yeah. When all these all this, the rest of this team was still on the way, dude in the suit, yeah. perfectly looking, slowly comes up with his gun and takes a shot. And wasn't he supposed to be meeting, like, Pamela Landy? Wasn't he supposed to be going after her, just him? Well, he went after her, and then he saw that she faxed the stuff. Right, but I mean, like... And then after that, we don't really know. The next time we see him, I think, is that point. Then he just instinctively heads to the top of the... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's some contrivances. Obviously, we can poke holes as much as we yeah, want. you can do that with any movie. Less so, I think, with the Bourne supremacy. But... <laughs> You had to get that in, didn't you? <laughs> but this movie is still really good, and oh, I yeah. still love Matt Damon. His acting as Jason Bourne is is great. I mean, like you said last time, he found, he, he, he was the perfect embodiment at that point, the acting of Jason Bourne. Yeah. And this one, he just still up to the same caliber, maybe even a little bit step ahead, mm-hmm. like a step further than he was in Supremacy. So there's a lot of aspects that I like about Ultimatum that, particularly his acting... Oh, yeah. Uh, I think are better in this movie than it was in Supremacy in some ways. But, man, it's it's really close for me between Supremacy and Ultimatum. But I got to give it to Supremacy. If for no other reason than the she's standing right next to you scene mm-hmm. and the car chase. So there good. is also a car chase in this movie. Just pointing out, that's really good. Not as and good. There's an even bigger Jason Bourne moment. Actually, there's two. If you look at the timeline, there's you know, uh, you get some rest. You look tired, which technically takes place this movie. Right. And then the one in the CIA director's office. I mean, that that was there. good. It was think, different, but good. I think they did a great job of snowballing this to build the story, and I think each movie got better as it goes along. Right. At least in the Matt Damon series. And as much as I may not like where they're gonna wherever they're going to decide to take Jason Bourne's character, I'm really Next looking movie. forward to watching Matt Damon as Jason Bourne right. one more time. And I, I I can't remember why, but I've only seen Legacy once, maybe twice. Mm-hmm. And I just... It didn't I, resonate with me. Yeah, and I don't know if it's because they were trying to force this new character or that they were all changed to, to do different things. I, I, I can't remember the movie very much. Yeah. But... I don't know why I've only seen it once. 
it's maybe hard, we'll find it, out. It's hard week. to watch somebody that I mean, especially someone that's unknown. I mean, at least with if you put in Edgar Ramirez, let's say, at least you'd have some kind of a tie to this movie, right? Right. And I think Pamela Landy's in the next one too, but I don't remember. I can't remember. Yeah, me neither. So maybe it's that. Yeah. And I don't know what the timeline is with Legacy, how if it fits in concurrently with any of these films or if it's, you know, after Ultimatum kind of takes place. But yeah. And I'm surprised these movies didn't get more recognition. I mean, they cost an arm and a leg to make. It came out in 2007 with a $110 million budget and only, you know, $442 million at the box office. I, Ultimatum? Yeah. I would have thought that it would have been... What was Supremacy? I will go back and find out. Because I'm, I'm, I'm surprised because... Same as it's, well. It's it's fine film. It's great storytelling, great acting. I agree. There's not a lot of special effects that really would have cost that much to do. There was that one, the when you got to factor in Matt Damon's salary. Yeah, there was that one <laughs> special effect that is glaring to me at least when he is chasing after um, Julia Stiles' character and he busts through the window. That window is complete oh, CG. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I love that you know he's running around and everything on the rooftops and it yeah. reminds me because i think bond did something similar i think you know yep, they taken did, did in, it um uh sky uh skyfall yeah skyfall at the very beginning in taken two or one oh, of them yeah, they did it you're right and then they did it i think in a mission impossible movie maybe i don't know possibly but yeah i mean all these the, i i think that's the uh that was the the trope at the time running on rooftops yeah, running in like on rooftops third world countries in, in third yep I don't know if it was this all the same. This is more country, parkour, though. though, right? I mean, he's he's jumping, jumping, slamming through windows. Yeah. CG or not, it's all good. Um, but supremacy cost seventy five million and only did two eighty eight and a half million at the box office. So. Two eighty eight. Two hundred eighty eight million. So it it did two hundred eighty eight million and ultimatum only did how much? Four hundred and forty two. Oh, I thought you said forty million. No. Four hundred and forty-two. Oh, so it's still so about a half a half a billion, and this is about a quarter billion. So, I mean, ratio-wise, they got about the same amount of return as they spent on the production of the film. But I don't know. I just, I feel like uh, these movies are better than some of the latest James Bond films. I would watch any of yeah. these better than more than Spectre. And those films are, you know, doing a lot more. I just, I don't know. It's just. The lack of knowing. Well, Spectre who Jason didn't do Borden. as much, I don't think. Oh, really? Skyfall did because Skyfall was a great film. Spectre, I think, though, it it didn't do as well as a lot of people thought it might. I I still haven't seen it, by the way, because I, I just I heard it's just it's it's nothing worth to write a home watch. About. Yeah, it's nothing to write home about. It's okay. It's kind of a mishandling of some of the characters, but so it did eight hundred and seventy-five million. What's that? Uh, Spectre. And that's worldwide, but, or is that? That's, That's just not... box office. Okay. So the worldwide number that you gave me a minute ago for Ultimatum was 400 some million. Ultimatum was like 442. Worldwide? It just, yeah, the box office number worldwide. Wow. But, you know, it, it also carries, the Spectre also carries a $250 million budget, whereas Born Supremacy, which I would prefer to watch, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know, I haven't seen Spectre yet, but, I mean, you would prefer to watch. Yeah, I would. $75 million, A fraction of the cost. I mean, ratio, ratio wise, they all made about the same amount of money. It's about four times what they put in, but I don't know. I feel like these movies don't get the credit that they deserve. And that's why I think it, it'll be interesting to see how this newborn movie does, right? You can really compare it because Ultimatum came out, was it 2006? Somewhere around there, I think. 
and yep, two thousand seven. Ticket prices, obviously, in the in the past nine years, have increased. Right. Uh, Spectre had IMAX releases, so you get the IMAX surcharge there. So I wonder when and it, it releases now. It was a disappointment. Now. Yeah. So and I wonder if you release the new Born movie now, if it has an IMAX release, very comfortable release to um, Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation uh-huh. or to Spectre, how it would perform. I think it's going to do great, and I think it's. I think people are going to go back and watch Jason Bourne movies now. I mean, I want to. I'm after doing this three movie look. Mm-hmm. You know, the end of the Jason Bourne st- a story that we have at this point. I am ready and super excited to get into another Bourne movie because I want to see where they take him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was satisfied with the conclusion of the film. the 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 only question really is, okay, who was Julia Stiles' character to him? That's the only lingering question that I can think of coming out of this movie. Mm-hmm. Because at, at the end, I kind of like that little scene where she's listening to the news and he says the body has not been found yet and so she smiles. She knows mm-hmm. she's not dead. Right. She knows and, without knowing. But, right. Yeah. And they play it really well, honestly. That whole scene, you don't know, like as a, as a viewer in the audience, and this being the last of the series, going back and watching it now, not knowing if you didn't know there was a new movie coming out, mm-hmm. you could have thought, oh, Bourne's dead. Yeah. I mean, you don't know where he got shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, he fell... Uh, Heck of a long way, a ten-story building. They said. Was it ten stories? It looked bigger in the in the side shot. Right. When you saw him fall, and then I mean he's just hanging down there. I mean the he, water. he's underwater for a long time. It seems. It could be a really short yeah, amount of time. They seems. just cut back and forth. Uh-huh. But. <laughs> it was really well done. I like that ending. Yeah. That ending is strong. Yeah, very good. And I prefer. I don't know why I'm reminded of this or referencing it at all. I like the way that they ended this. Way better than the ending that we got in Dark Knight Rises. I don't know why I'm comparing oh, those two. Yeah. But it's kind of similar in a way. Yeah. Like, you could have had a news report in Dark Knight Rises say, you know, Batman flew the bomb out there, but no one's seen him since. Mm-hmm. There's no body either anywhere. No charred remains. Superman's been looking for the body. He can't see it. <laughs> you know? And then you just get a Michael Caine, a little smile from him. I mean, I don't know why I'm referencing this, but go back to the Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. Cut that movie when you see Michael Caine's look, stop it then. And just leave it right. open to interpretation. Yes. I mean, obviously, it's not much interpretation if, if he has the reaction that he does. But right. I know what you mean. In this movie, they could have stopped it, honestly, before they showed him swimming away, like kicking and swimming yeah. away. Mm-hmm. But they did it in such a way that it wasn't campy or corny, but it was a. they played it off as like another boring moment. Yeah. Even though he wasn't really doing it, they played it that way because everything else, the story was going in such a way that it all culminated into a born moment without him yep. causing it. I, I agree completely. Very good. So if you were to rank these three movies, mm-hmm. where would you put them? Oh, I'll just reiterate. I think each movie got better as it went along, so I'm going from top to bottom, three, two, one. Three, two, one. So mine is going to be bottom one, which isn't bad, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's still good. Yeah. Um, then ultimatum, then supremacy. But I think you knew that was coming. Oh, yeah. Next, we'll be talking about the Bourne legacy, and we kind of—that's kind of like an outlier at this point. So, I mean, we'll we can kind of stack that up with what we thought of in this series as well. As did it do as good as Ultimatum or anything like that? It'll be interesting to see if it gets better because, like you said, it gets better as it goes along. And this one had a new actor, a fresh face, and, and it had director. a new director. It had probably more budget. So I'm interested to see what we think of The Bourne Legacy when it comes, knowing what we do now from these films. Yeah, and I think they've got us really hyped up 
I mean, I'm looking forward to watching any action spy thriller, whatever you want to call it, film right now. That's just the the, the mood I'm in right now, thanks to the Bourne mm-hmm. movies. Yep. So if you want to see Matt Damon in another good movie, The Martian is a is a great movie that won a Golden Globe and is up for some Oscar nominations. So I definitely recommend that. That was you know when we did our top three, that was one of my top picks. It's just a great movie. Ridley Scott directed and everything. So if you're looking for more Matt Damon, since The Warren Legacy doesn't have Matt Damon, watch The Martian. Alex, before we close, anything interesting happening that you've been entertained by recently? No, not really. Just watching The Bourne movies, just keeping up on my regular TV shows. and Speaking of which, the TV shows are pretty much coming back at this point. They're, yes. They're coming back Very to air. Very excited, yep. Um, I haven't watched any of the ones yet i know flash just recently came back and i'm excited to get more flash legends of tomorrow starts this week uh, which is kind of a team-up movie mm-hmm. or team-up show it's set in the arrow slash flash universe walking dead should be starting up here pretty soon i i'm not looking forward to it as much as i should like even have made a comment here but i just feel like i've watched it so long I, I'm, I'm obligated to you say you feel like you're you've been in with this long like you kind yeah. of begrudgingly going along still yep but you've walking dead's coming up it's kind of like when you look at call of duty or something like that right you've played every iteration you're like oh, new call of duty come out yeah, let's exactly. go play it mm-hmm. i mean i haven't played a call of duty in for i don't know how long but yeah but when you're when you've been with it this long you got to finish it out sometimes right stick with the wagon <laughs> And for me, there hasn't been much that I've been able to be entertained by. I've just been busy recently. The football playoffs are happening now. So congratulations to Denver and to the Patriots on the AFC side. They'll be doing the AFC championship. And then the NFC side, the uh, Arizona Cardinals and the Panthers. You know, so let's do some predictions real quick. Okay. NFC championship, who's going to win? I'm going with Arizona. I think I am too. I I think that the medal they showed will. Because when I look at Carolina, there's not a whole lot that just screams to me like this is the best team. No, I I think Carolina had an easy division all year. They had Seahawks are not, you know, by far a a, a team that is bad. But but what happened? They're not the playing half their of that best. Game. The yeah. second half of that game against the Seahawks. They couldn't score anything. Yeah. They couldn't stop the Seahawks. I mean, it seemed like they were just... I almost thought that the Seahawks were going to come back and win that game yeah. because such a huge deficit. And they've had a notoriously... The Panthers, a notoriously bad time finishing games. So I think Arizona's got a lot of veterans that are a lot of hungrier. I think they're a, a more well-balanced team. You know, pass, run, defense, special teams. I, I think they're going to go in there and they're going to... It'll be tough. And it could go either way, but I think Arizona comes out on top. Yeah. And then, so I, I'm agreeing there. Mm-hmm. And the other side, I think it's going to be Patriots. I, the way that Denver played last week, not 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 impressive. Yeah, I I'm actually going to go with the Broncos on this one. I think uh, I, I think history shows us that anytime Brady and Manning meet, the home quarterback always wins, and that's happened like 16 times or something like that. I was reading. I'm glad article. it's in Denver. Yeah, I, I think it had to be in Denver for them to have a chance to win. Otherwise, if it's a, if it's in New England, I think the Patriots roll them. I think they just played in Denver not that long ago, and uh, the Patriots were just as banged up and ended up losing that game. Um, I think it's going to be a, 
again, it could go either way, which is awesome to mm-hmm. see in the championship games. That's what you want in a championship exactly. game. Exactly, because you know that the two best teams are there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm, I'm hoping that Peyton goes, and I hope it's a Cardinals-Broncos Super Bowl. There you go. But either way, any way it goes, it's going to be a great Super Bowl regardless. I got to root for the Patriots here on out because my boy Steven Jackson, longtime Ram running back, is on their team right now. He deserves a ring. This is the closest he's ever been and probably will ever be because, I mean, he's he's probably about ready to retire. He was on the L.A. Rams? No. He was not on the L.A. Rams. What team was he on? The St. Louis Rams. St. Louis Rams. That doesn't sound... And that's where we're going to end this week, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) We thank you for listening. You can follow the show on Twitter at EntertainingPod. I am at Sith Nightmare. Alex doesn't want Twitter, so we're not even going to tell it what it is. Actually, it's... Go ahead. I am on XBL, though. Xbox Live, D-O-U-E-1-H-1. Hit me up if you're playing any games. And he's also that on Twitter. Same on Twitter. You can shoot the show an email. That's entertaining at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you guys are thinking about these films. We'll, uh... Take a look at those, give you some responses, and if it's okay, we'll mention some stuff on the air. So, that'll do it for us this week. We hope that you have been entertained.